0: Drive, score! The drive knock out Montreal! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Plan. I am your host, Michael Filipkowski. The Tour de France Sage 21 ended just moments ago with Wout van Aert taking it home in Paris, winning that final sprint. But what a Tour de France it was. 21 stages spread across, I believe, 23 days, two rest days in there. But what a Tour de France it was. And this was my first Tour de France that I've ever watched. Uh, And I made a commitment to watch as much of it as I could for us in the united states it's on it starts very early in the morning so pretty much as soon as i woke up it was already on and on you know part of the way through now it's one of those things where you have to kind of build up this sort of this sort of tolerance for at the beginning i couldn't really sit there and and watch you know these cyclists just bike for over, you know, 100 miles in one sitting. I'd have to kind of do stuff in between. But as we got towards the end, I would actually be able to focus throughout much more of the actual stage. And I'll tell you what, it was impressive what these guys did. First off, to all 141 riders, I believe, who completed the Tour de France, I mean, it was incredible. These guys biked, Hundreds of miles every single day, uphill for a good middle portion. I mean, when they were in the mountains, I mean, the slopes, of the the steepness, the gradient was it was remarkable. Ten percent, like, like like very high numbers we're talking about here. And these guys pushed on and on and on. It was an incredible sight to see some of these guys at the very end, especially sages. I believe it was stage 18, when the eventual Tour de France winner, Tadej Pogacar, already won the stage before. So he had won stage 17. He was already nearly six minutes ahead of the second place contender. And he, in the final maybe kilometer, puts on the afterburners and blows past the rest of his competition. These guys... The guys who are directly in competition with him were also Victor Carapaz. Like, the guys who were right there with him. And, and he just just blew past them all. And, and, and ended up winning stages 17 and 18, back-to-back back in the mountains, which, which almost never happens. What an impressive Tour de France it was. Tadej Pogacar, his second straight Tour de France... When, at 22 years old, the, by far and away, I was so impressed with this. I mean, this guy is four years older than me. Insane. I mean, he was in, in, incredible. In stage eight, I remember it so vividly. He made probably probably the biggest, like, I, I, I don't even know what he did. But he it was they were in the mountains. And he just there, – there was a peloton the main group and he just passed them all and he kept passing rider after rider after rider. He didn't win the stage, but he moved himself into a position where after stage eight, he was the leader of the Tour de France for the rest of the – for the rest of, of, of the Tour de France. He wore the yellow jersey. The yellow jersey is what you wear if you're in the lead in terms of group, like in terms of time. And he won – and he won the tournament. He won sages. He won three, I think three sages by himself. And in Sage he pulled ahead. He was king of the mountains. You know, like which is basically like they're all there are these two other jerseys, the green jersey and the polka dot jersey. The green jerseys, if you're winning the sprints, polka dot jerseys if you're winning the mountains, because there's certain points for finishing certain climbs, certain sprints. He also won that jersey as well. It was an incredible sight to see. Him particularly, but overall, all of these guys, uh, you know there was an American said Koos who won a stage himself, the first American to win in, in 10 plus years, I believe. I mean, it was an incredible turn, It was an incredible tour de France. Just watching like these guys watching the scenery by the way. I think that's a huge part of it. Like you watch and you see the mountains and the forests and the scenery. That's a huge part of the Tour de France. It was an incredible, it's an incredible feat for these guys to do this day after day after day. And, and, you know, they have these teams, and and I don't really fully understand all of it because this was the first one that I've watched. But I have to say, it was well worth the watch. You know, you don't know what you like until you actually give it a shot. And I'm not saying I'm going to watch cycling on a regular basis not going to say I'm taking it out. But for certainly, I will definitely tune in next year. I think all of you should as well. What we saw this Tour de France, I think, was remarkable. Tadej Pogatra winning by, by six minutes nearly. Wout van Aert, the winner of the final stage, had appendicitis a few weeks before the, the Tour de France started. We had Mate Mahor, who won stage 19, I believe, who was involved in a serious crash in the Tour of Italy. We had Mark Cavendish tie the all-time record for Tour de France stage wins at 34. It was an incredible tour. But what these guys go through every single day, I mean, the training must be ridiculous. But, I, you know, surprisingly, I think there is a, a lot of strategy involved in this. I, You know, when I... When I first started watching, I was like, well, you know, they're just racing. I mean, it's just whoever can finish the fastest, right? Not quite because each each of these guys have teams. It's not about winning the stage. It's just about making sure that your place in the group standings is, is up there. And obviously, different guys are trying to do different things. The sprinters aren't trying to win those, those mountain stages and the, and the climbers, the ones who are really good on the mountains, aren't trying to win those sprint stages. People know what they're good at. And these teams, the way they kind of lead, the way they kind of push, the attacks and the responses. I mean, it's very—it's a very intricate sport. And, and, and that part surprised me because I didn't think there would be as much of that. I didn't think, you know, when you'd see a, a team attack, there would be so many responses that were quick. But sometimes teams wouldn't be able to respond you learned I learned a lot about this sport. And I think that it taught me a lot about cycling. It is a very, very difficult sport to do this amount of riding in these many days. I mean, you know, the first the first sage, 198 kilometers, 183, 183, 150. Then they had the, the time trial, which was 30, then 160, 249, 150, 144, 190. I mean Big numbers, big, big numbers. I believe they finished with over 3,000 kilometers or something crazy in just a short amount of time. I mean, they raced so many days. <laughs> I mean, they, they raced so many days. I mean, there are 21 stages in 23 days. That is absolutely remarkable. And and the way, you know, it's not just, you know, some of it was downhill, but some of it, a lot of it was uphill. And, you know, there's the strategies that all these teams had. It, it, it was incredible. And I think to really understand what happened, you actually have to watch it. I mean, to watch these guys come across the finish line, I, it was incredible. I mean, a lot of these guys are, are, are you know, this is their what they do. This is their life goal. This is how they make money. And, you know, in terms of, you know, for some of these guys, they're paid by – you know, the team. So, you know, United Arab Emirates uh, or like the company had, they sponsor a team, right? Uh, Bahrain Victorious, they sponsor a team. All these different companies sponsor teams. So when their guys win, you know, obviously their sponsorships are up there, but they also pay the riders a salary because not all of these riders are trying to win. There's different roles that these different riders have. Some riders... Their job isn't to win the stage, but their job is to get one of their teammates in a position to win the stage. There are a lot of times where you would watch and you would see there are a bunch of guys at the front really pushing it. And to be at the front means you take all the wins. So when there's all these little breakaway groups, it's not necessarily as easy as it looks to make some sort of attack because then you take on the full brunt of the draft. When you're behind, you're just drafting, and it makes it a lot easier. I mean, I'm not saying that it's that easy. You're so bicycling. You're so cycling, and it's very, very difficult. But, I mean, it was incredible. I think the Tour de France is definitely worth the watch. I think what it, 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 it becomes very interesting. The more you watch it, the more invested you become. And I wouldn't even say that this would be the best year to even watch it. It wasn't competitive after stage 9 or after stage 8. Tadej Pogacar ran away with it. It wasn't competitive, but it was so – I wanted to see how he handled all these further stages. He kept winning. He kept pushing it. And he was incredible. Um, And all of these guys were. I mean, to complete the Tour de France – I mean, this year – right we all saw the pictures of the woman with the cardboard sign who knocked out basically half the tour like i mean to, to to start with that i mean to then watch the rest of the tour to watch all of these guys i mean it was incredible I, I i don't know what to say in this last stage i wouldn't i don't know if it's my favorite but certainly it was it was like incredible you know from and by the way, year to year, I think a lot of these locations change. But it started at the Chateau, but they always finish in the Parish Champs Elysees. I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's my French is not very good. But they always, you know, they always do eight laps around, and that's where they finish. They finish in Paris. There's eight laps, eight passages, as they would say. It's incredible, and I think the way that they, the Tour de France runs is actually very. Very nicely run. It makes a lot of sense. And there's, it's, 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 it's probably the most prestigious cycling event in the world. And, and you know, for country or for team, a lot of these guys put it out all on the line. And to win a stage, I mean, that is a dream of some of these guys. You know, when the American said Kous won, I believe it was stage. 15. I believe he won stage 15. That was huge. That was the first time an American had won in a very, very long time. I believe when Dylan Toons won in stage eight, that was the first time a Canadian had won in a long time. He, there were just so many moments throughout the stage. You know, we talked about Mark Cavendish earlier, a sprinter. I mean, he was unsigned and before going into this, this season, which isn't just the Tour de France, but it's kind of the whole cycling scene unsigned. When you come to the Tour de France and win four stages and tie the all-time record for Tour de France stage wins, you know, we're, we've seen some incredible stories. And I think, you know, a lot of credit has to be given to all these riders. I mean, everyone gave everything they had. But I think we have to look at the guy who won it. Him and his team – were simply remarkable, the way that they conducted every attack, the way that they conducted themselves as the race went on, in terms of how to stay focused, how to stay on goal, how to continually challenge their opponents. I watched the UAE, and it felt like they were very rarely, if at all, in a position where they were in trouble, where they weren't in control of what was going on. I think that has to be said for you know, the team leaders and, and the coaches for the United Arab Emirates did an excellent job of keeping Tade Pogachar in a position throughout the entire entirety of when he was in the lead, in a position where he could win. Because he won. But they were never in a position where he had to catch up after stage eight. They were never in a position where he had to catch up to someone else who was in a position to win. That never really happened. And I think that has to be said. The, the United Arab Emirates team blew out all these other teams completely. And they they knew their job. And their job was to, to get their guy, Tade Pogacar, across the finish line. There's a, It's difficult for me to describe all of this because most of you probably didn't tune in. But... To wake up in the morning and to turn it on and just to be able to sit there and 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 in for, for, for 15, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes a couple hours, just to be able to watch. This was incredible. You know, I think to be able to to see this, I think obviously MBC did a very good job at a helicopter, and, and it really felt like you were. At the Tour de France, and, eh, not in the best way, but you were able to follow the whole thing um, and and really understand the sport. They had a guy, Adam Blythe, who they went to quite a bit on the motorcycle, and he was able to give us a lot of inside information. And, and, and it was just it was incredible to see it, both the riders and the scenery, both the cyclists. And the views at the same time. I mean, if it were me, first off, I would have gotten distracted, but I would not have been able to do this. Before you say, you know, you, you knock something, you got to at least watch the sport. I mean, yeah, this was incredible. I turned it on and 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 not not with the intention of of covering it. I actually just wanted to see, you know, a little bit of it. But I actually really started to like it. And so the more I watched, the more I liked it. And by the time it was, you know, almost, we were almost towards the end. I was, I was, I knew I was going to do a podcast episode on it. It was incredible. I mean, there were just so many moments. There were times where, you know, obviously in the sprint sections, where at the very end, and that we're talking after a couple, you know, like 150 kilometers of racing, you would see about 10, 15 guys at the front. All start to sprint, and in my mind, I'm thinking, "Where did this come from? You've already raced 150 plus kilometers, and now you're sprinting it out. It's insane!" And the pathways, and and all that sorts of stuff, or at the end of a long climb, and you see, I mean, at sometimes it was Tadej Pogacar who just came up, and he came and won. I mean, there's not there's not that much to say. There were different, you know, there's the sprint sections, there's the mountain sections. There's not a whole lot to say. I mean, you know what is coming, I think. I think a Tour de France is is something that is quite special, I would say. I don't I don't know how it couldn't be. I I think it truly is one of the great sporting events. It, it it goes on for twenty one day or twenty three days, twenty one days of riding. And uh, <laughs> that's a long time. It's a, it's a long event. It's drawn out. But every single day, pretty much there there's riding, there's racing. And you know i don't I don't consider myself an expert on the sport at all. like whatsoever, right? I, you know, it's difficult for me to, you know, truly understand what's going on more so than, oh, they're just riding their bicycles. But what I can tell you is it's not easy on the body. That is not easy. Up these hills, hundreds of miles, hundreds of kilometers a day, not easy. So there's not more that I could say about that part. But even if you're not a big fan of the sport, And even if you turn on and you don't love it, you have to have an appreciation, A, for what the riders are doing, but B, also for the scenery. Uh, It's incredible. I was a big part of it, to be able to see France, you know, as someone who is not in France right now, and, and especially after COVID, to be able to see France and see a lot of France, a lot of different parts of France, was pretty special we're in the countryside of France. We're in the vineyards. We're in, we're in the mountains. We're in the Alps. We're near Andorra. We're, in, we're near Italy. We're in Italy sometimes. It's very special. And to see all these riders from around the world come together on these teams, special. And especially as a prelude to the Olympics, which are starting in Tokyo this Friday, it, where there is a cycling event where a lot of these guys will be competing. Right? So I I think uh you know, A, we know we know what's gonna come. A lot of good cycling. But touch this turnaround, I mean it's about a seven-day turnaround from the Tour de France to the Olympics. And these guys will be there and give it their best and someone's gonna win the gold medal and I guarantee you someone who wins the gold medal is probably gonna be someone who is uh part of the Tour de France. You know, and and now we see the scenes of Tadej Pogacar from Slovenia, I believe, won three individual stages raising the bouquet and, you know, the best young rider, mountain winner, the overall winner. You know, what else can you say? What more can you say? Not much. But what you have to say is that it was, I, you know, when I, when I posed the question, was it worth the watch for certain it was for certain, you know, is it a sport that I love No. Is it one that I will continue to watch, you know, every single day if it's on. no, but will I watch the tour de France every year? Per, pretty much from now on. Yeah. You better believe I will. It was interesting. And it was, uh, it was memorable. It was memorable. All those moments that are in my head, which I, you know, I can do my best to describe to you, of, of the passes, of the failed attacks, of the successful attacks, of Julian Alaphilippe, the winner of the first stage, you know, going absolutely insane in some of these other stages, just with the most ridiculous attacks. Some of these French guys were just insane with the way that they attacked, you know. Uh, uh, the, basically, how everyone had to try to keep up with Tadej Pogatra, Jonas Vindegaard, and, and and Victor Carapaz, and some of those guys. Remarkable stuff. Remarkable stuff. What we saw in, in the Tour de France this year. I, I cannot compare it to other years. It was my first year watching. But we had a two-time consecutive winner. We had stage wins down to the nail biter in terms of the sprints. We had. Guys who were recently injured, guys who were recently in the hospital, guys who recently didn't have a team. We had we tied the the, the all time record for Tour de France stage wins at 34. Now we have two guys with that number. What a special Tour de France it was, and and one, I think, I don't know if it will go down in the history books, but for certainly for me, it looked like. It was one of the more competitive tours based off of the way that the commentators were describing how much these guys were pushing it every single day. The fans were out in numerous numbers, which was also special to see. And I think that most importantly, the sport does not get enough credit, I think. You know, you follow ESPN on Instagram or SportsCenter. They didn't I didn't see them posts about it. And and, and there were some pretty incredible – See, they posted when people got hit, but they didn't post the incredible stage wins, the incredible finishes. I think that there has to be more credit given to this sport. And it was definitely worth the watch. I'm happy I did. And I encourage all of you next year to get up early and watch it. It's worth it. That's all I got today. But it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Congratulations to Tade Pogacar on the the, the Tour de France win. Mark Cavendish on the green jersey. Wow, Van Aert on winning the final two stages and, most importantly, the final stage of the Tour de France in Paris, completing the 21-day stage. Excuse me, the 23-day – the 21 stages in 23 days. I think about 3,000 kilometers and just an incredible experience. Out there. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys learned something today. Once again, thank you all for listening to another episode of Master Plan. You'll hear me soon. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.